0: Hearing that address, Xilin blinked. It was only then that he realized that the youth's voice was a little familiar and he had heard it a few times before. The next moment, his eyes moved downward to look at that youth's wrist. Although his wrist was covered by sleeves, Xilin was sure that under it hid a black, cursed shackle. Peming also rose to his feet to double check that black cloud youth's identity. His Highness Yin Yu, well, I'll be. I didn't think we'd run into you here. What are you? Yin Yu scratched the top of his nose with his finger and returned to the greeting. Ling Wen, Zhen Zhen. General Pei, General Pei, Junior. Suddenly, a voice humphed. Yin Yu, you're that Yin Yu who was thoroughly and miserably defeated by his own shidi, The faces of the heavenly officials all stiffened, and that voice continued. I gotta say, aren't you a little too pathetic? Vanishment aside, I can't believe you turn your back just like that and become a ghost's errand boy. Compared to that Chuan yee you really got on badly, to think you're his Shishong. That voice came from Wang, who was shut inside the pot. Hesu instantly stuck a talisman on it to shut him up. Whether it was under Junwu or Hua Chengzhu, he knew was an errand boy and there was no difference. Still, to be in the same room as his former heavenly colleagues, now that he had become a ghost officer, was like an arresting officer turned thief who was exposed by old comrades. The air was filled with awkwardness. No one knew what to say so Yu could only turn around silently and continue digging the hole with the earth master shovel. The group continued onward as the path was dark. Ming still had the brother of his friend in mind and asked, Since Hua Chengju managed to get the earth master shovel, does this mean the two lords communicate with each other? I recall that when I asked his highness at the time, his highness excused my lord and said, "My lord wasn't close with that Blackwater demon chuan, and for sure didn't know his whereabouts. If it's possible, will you give that demon Xuan a shout and ask him to please release Ching Xuan if he hasn't killed him yet?" However, Huachang replied, "You're mistaken. It's true. I don't know Blackwater's whereabouts. Then where did the shovel come from?" Peiming asked. "I found it on the ground." Hua Cheng said. So he was going to stubbornly admit to nothing. What to do? No one could do anything to him. And under the current circumstances, everyone depended on him too. So Pei Ming could only snort. Alright, fine. Hua Cheng certainly is lucky to be able to come across a spiritual device so easily. Ling Wen, who was being carried on Pei Su's back, said out of heaven. The sacred shovel belongs to the heavenly officials of the upper court. Will Hua Chengju return? However, before he finished, he was no longer actively in office in the upper court, and there was no need for him to collect debt on its behalf, so he shut up. Chenin rubbed his forehead and was just wondering whether he should ask after it secretly, when he heard Hua Cheng speak softly, using a voice only he could hear. Blackwater ditched it. After he stopped disguising himself as the Earth Master, he tossed the shovel away in the ghost city and fled. Before coming to Mount Tonglu, I thought it might be useful. So I sent for someone to grab it. I see, Shen Yen replied. And here I thought I could find out about Lord Windmaster's whereabouts. The sacred shovel is perfect for dealing with the mountain spirits. Sun Lang really does think Of everything. It's only because I gained experience from being suffocatingly chased by those mountain spirits the last time. That's all, Ho Chang replied. Shilian tried in spite of himself to imagine Ho Chang entering Mount Tonglu for the first time and charging through obstacles like a novice. Just then, a few small balls of tiny silver light suddenly lit up. It was those wraith butterflies who were shimmering in the darkness, becoming guiding lights. Shilin hovered a palm under a small silver butterfly and looked upward. Just what is this mountain spirit? He asked. Why do they attack us? It's hard to say what it is, Chang replied. When I first came, they had already existed for a long time. But it's not that they were attacking us specifically. They will try to stop anyone who wants to enter Mount Tonglu. And if they can't stop them, they will attack. Attacking indiscriminately, Xinyin wondered. If you think about it, their purpose is exactly the same as ours. Lord Rainmaster and His Highness Qi Ying are both here in Mount Tonglu. I hope nothing will happen to them. Yin Yu had been diligently digging and opening the path. But when he heard Chuan Yijin's name, his action seemed to falter for a moment. Xi noticed and glanced at him. He recalled that before, when he wore a mask, he had met Chuan Yijin. Only at the time, he knew had appeared like he didn't know Chuan Yijin at all. If Chuan Yijin had known it was his Xixiang standing before him, what would have happened? Ling raised his head with difficulty. Your Highness Yin Yu, have you seen His Highness Qi Ying? He's come to my palace of Ling Wen many times to have me help look for you. Yin Yu stammered for a second. Really? Really, Ling Wen said. When you first descended, he came almost once a day. Later, there was never any news, so he came once every three days, then once every month. Until just recently, he'd come at least once a year. He'd always felt that there was a misunderstanding between you in regards to the bricade immortal affair, and he wanted to hear your side of the story so he could explain it to others. Yet, there was never any sign of you, nor any communication. You knew fell silent, and only heaved a sigh, refocusing on digging with renewed vigor. He doesn't want to talk about it anymore, she thought. Ling Lingwen was also a perceptive individual and could tell this too, so he didn't say anything more, leaving Yin Yu to concentrate on opening the pot. An unknown amount of time had passed before Yin Yu spoke up: Ju, Your Highness, we've already dug about 30 miles. Do we continue?" The Earthmaster shovel worked its magic like the winds and progressed through the ground as if it was cutting tofu leaving not a single mound of shredded earth behind. Since the group of them ran like they were fleeing, they moved faster than when they were above ground, and in the blink of an eye, they had actually run for 30 miles. Shilin noticed that he and Yu also included him in the question, and was confused. He replied gently, You don't need to ask me. It's all the same, Gho Chang said. What does Guga think? Shinin gave it a thought. Since we're almost out of the valley, by the time the mountain spirits came crashing in, 30 miles should be far enough. Air underground isn't sufficient. If we keep going down here, we might get dizzy, so let's start digging upward. He knew, acknowledged, yes sir. And then he instantly changed directions, digging in a slant upward, even erecting beautiful mud stairs as he went. This man really is astounding as an assistant, hands quick and competent, and not a single excessive word, Shilin inwardly remarked. Everyone followed behind he knew, and after climbing over ten steps, Shilin suddenly felt he stepped on something hard and protruding from the ground. It wasn't like rocks, and it wasn't like mud. So he looked down and crouched, using his hand to scrape at the ground. A moment later, his brows knitted slightly. Guchang noticed and exclaimed, Guga, don't touch. However, it was too late. When Shilin stood up again, he already had dangling in each of his hands a skull. Everyone, a question. Have we dug into a mass grave? Fu Ming also pulled out a femur, sighing. Probably. Look at the structure of this bow. It must have belonged to an exquisitely beautiful woman with long, slender legs. To have her bones buried here, what a real shame. Very unfortunate indeed, Ho Chang said. The legs are long, that's for sure, but that's the bone of a mare. Once Pei Ming heard it didn't belong to a woman, he lost interest and tossed that femur away. Gho Chang added, to say more accurately, It's the bones of a man who was deformed after turning into a ghost, so there must be corpse poison on it. Peming opened his palms and sure enough, areas where his hands had touched the bone now oozed green corpse aura. Can you manage to keep your hands to yourself? Can you? Lingwin berated. Corpse poison won't do any harm. Jen Earl is a heavenly official. It'll be fine after a while, Jesus said. Truthfully, that femur wasn't just slender, it was also rather sturdy. It was robust and light when swung. So Pei Ming picked it back up, wrapping the end tip with a cloth to hold it, looking like he planned on using it as a weapon. Your Highness, how come you're fine holding those two heads, he asked. Lin gently put down the two skulls and showed his hands to the others. It turns out, his palms were also radiating green, but that green was rapidly fading. Shinyan explained, Truth be told, I've been poisoned by corpses many times, at least 800 times, if not a thousand. So I'm quite immune to it now. This level of poison is still manageable. Hearing this explanation, everyone thought it was silly for some reason, and wanted to laugh. Ho Chang, however, didn't seem to be very happy. He walked over and stepped on the skulls and crushed them into pieces. Shilyan was at ease at first, but after he heard that violent, furiously brutal sound of bones being crushed, he intuitively sensed Ho Chang's upset. He wanted to ask what was going on, but somehow felt he himself seemed to be the cause of this upset. While he was stunned, he didn't dare to pry further. A moment later, Ho Cheng demanded, his voice flat, What's taking so long? The distance from the tunnel to the surface of the ground should be no more than six meters. Even if the distance might be slightly longer since they were digging at a slant, it still shouldn't have taken this long. Yin Yu was also baffled. I'm confused too. Wait, it's done. It's been dug through. Right after Ho Chang's query, the Earthmaster's shovel dug through to the surface. And Yin Yu cleared a large hole, leaping out first. Where? Out? He asked. The others climbed up. However, the moment their feet stepped onto the surface of the ground, they were all puzzled. We're back above ground? That's not right. What is this place? Ming asked. The place they'd come out was definitely not the surface of the ground, since light was extremely dim. Lingwen commented, Since it was still daylight when we were walking through the valley, there's no reason why the skies would turn dark so fast. A few wraith butterflies flew out while shimmering and circled around the area. The group finally saw clearly just where they were. This was an enormously large cave, empty and spacious, the dome extremely high up and wide, like an inked black night sky. All around were numerous small caves, and each cave led in different directions. Shirin was amazed. Is this place man-made, or naturally formed? Ho Chang crossed his arms and took a glance naturally formed. Even though he still answered Shilyan's every question, Shilyan kept in mind that little moment earlier. Ho Chang added, The point we picked to dig upward earlier happened to be right under this mountain. We've dug into the mountain. Shilyan nodded. I see. Then let's hurry and find the exit. Su spoke up. But what a train. That was the question of the hour. Other than the small caverns that no person could crawl through, there were still at least seven or eight other cavities that could allow for people to pass through. Shilin hugged his arms and contemplated. Jesus said, Break up into groups. It's the fastest way. Shilin dropped his arms. No. Breaking up is the worst thing to do in this situation. If there should be anything hiding in the shadows, then it'd be too easy to ambush us. I'd rather take time to find the right path than divide our power. Feming held that new weapon made of femur in his hand. He seemed to have gotten addicted to swinging it and spoke as he swung. Then let's move together. Let's go this way first. Thus the group picked the path and moved together. Ho Chang and Xilin took the lead at the very front. After walking silently for a while, Xilin tried testing the waters and whispered, San Lang. Ho Chang seemed to have long since come around and answered, Does Go have any questions? Xilin felt it would be awkward to ask if he was angry earlier and replied offhandedly, No, it's nothing. Just this tunnel is all winding and twisted like intestines. I'm a little dizzy. Hu Cheng instantly replied. Then do you want to take a break? He didn't sound like he was joking at all. Shilin hurriedly said, "No need, no need." Behind them, He Ming piped up, "Did I hear that right, Your Highness? You get dizzy from a little walking?" Shilin also felt his off-handed reply just now was somewhat embarrassing, like he was forcibly making conversation. So he pretended like he didn't hear Pei Ming's comment. He spoke solemnly. Everyone, do follow closely. This tunnel has many turns and corners, so it's easy for things to happen. As he spoke, he turned his head back to look, and he instantly stopped from shock, grabbing Hua Cheng to stop him too. Sun Lang? What is it, Hua Cheng? and turned to look back to, then he also frowned. There was no one behind them. Right before he spoke, He was still not far behind them, teasing. Yet now, in that dark cave, it was empty except for the two of them. Ho Cheng immediately gripped Shilin's shoulder, his voice dark. Guga, stay close to me. Don't run off anyway. Shilin also held his breath, tense and alert. Is there something hiding in this mountain? No, Ho Chang said. But it's precisely because there's nothing that is worrisome. Because this meant that there was something that could come closer under their radar and kidnap everyone away.